Hello, this is Jonathan Shun, and welcome to the OneCast. The talk show about stuff and things. I am a tech enthusiast, and I have worked on other podcasts such as Talk and The Alex and Mel Show. Now here's my time to host. I have an interview in a bit with my brother about his brew of beer. I would like to first talk about the grand opening of Coliseum Games last Saturday. I was there and knew the owner. My girlfriend went to high school with him. It's a used retro video game store that also sells card and board games. Also has tables to set up to try the games or for card tournaments. Located on 75th Street in the plaza in Kenosha, next to Parallel Employment. It was packed Saturday, and my buddy David Love was there for the event all day and spent like 40 bucks on board games. Gerald and the store are doing well considering I've seen stores like that not last very long. You can check out photos of the event on the Coliseum Games Facebook page, as well as upcoming events that are like Family Board Game and Demo Night on Wednesday from 5 to 8 p.m. when you come in with your own board games or play completely free from the in-store game library. They are happy to demonstrate how to play any of the games you're, they are familiar with. Moving on, my guest today is here from California and makes his own brew of beer. Now in- introducing Gabe Shun, my brother. Hey, Hello. Hey, Gabe. Hey, what's up, dude? Um, I'm here to talk about your microbrew. Um, yeah? Yeah. Why did you start making your own beer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess with uh, getting older and, you know, me starting to go to, uh, you know, the bar scene, you know, I was just interested in the whole beer making process. You know, where does this beer come from? And I also lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is a, uh, a great place for the brewing industry. Oh, they have a lot of brewers there? Well, yeah, there's uh, Bell's Brewery, which is a, a very big uh, microbrewery. And then they also have uh, various microbrews throughout the region, such as uh, one of my other personal favorites, um, Founders Brewery in Grand Rapids. Is it now? Is it just you making the beer, or do you have like a friend or somebody helping you? Well, I pretty much get someone new to help me brew every time. Um, if you have, you know, free beer available, people are always willing to help you beer, you know, brew beer, but. Mm. It varies from time to time. Mostly it's just me. You know, I come up with my own recipes. It's all my equipment. But, yeah, you know, I have different people help me. But it definitely is uh, at least a two-person job. It's a lot of heavy lifting with uh, you know, high temperatures, high heat. So there's a there's a high risk involved. Now you're talking about your recipes. Is it, is it just coming in one flavor or, like, low-cal and high-cal? Or is it just, like, one, one uh, brand of it? Well, actually, I brew all different types of beers, oh. um, mostly ales, just because they ferment at a room temperature. Um, so I can easily do that in San Francisco because the temperatures. Oh, you don't need special equipment for that. Um, well, when you start doing lagers, then you do need to you need better cooling equipment. But yeah, I I do you know you know stouts, porters, mostly ales, any types of ales. But recently, I've been getting into a lot of. Uh, German styles of beer. Um, what should um, drinkers expect from your beer? Ooh. Um, 
Well, it's definitely nothing um, which you would compare to like any marketed beer such as Budweiser or Miller. Yeah. Um, if you're into such beers as like Bud Light, you're probably not going to like my beers. I have um, you know, very intense, very full-flavored, very robust, full-bodied ales. Um, but uh, they, they definitely are good, and I, and I do all different styles from light to dark. So if you are looking for a lighter style of beer, I can't accommodate what you're looking for. Yeah, I often get like um, new beers at like places rather rather than the mainstream stuff. I always try like to try something new. Yeah, and that seems to be the new uh, trend yeah. that's going on in America. Um, the sale of beer isn't aren't going up, but what are going up are imports and craft brewing beers in the United States. So I feel like Americans are becoming more adventurous mm-hmm. into dabbling into craft brew industry how's your uh, brew doing in california like- oh it's very well received um, out here it's just um it's a different region so there's a different demand of different styles mm-hmm. um you know, there's a lot of ipas a lot of ambers a lot of pale ales but um coming from the midwest since we have more harsh winters it seems like there's a lot more higher alcohol content in beers and stronger, darker beers. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But I feel like I really brought my Midwestern beer styles to California. And so far, you know, my beers are very well received. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, what do you do to market your beer? Well, right now, um, I'm still in the elementary phases of, you know, becoming a commercial brewer. Um, it's, it's a very expensive process. The licensing is ridiculously expensive, but um, I'm not really selling my beer right now. I'm just kind of like giving it away to get my name out there to get the exposure. Oh, so it's but, like you're just learning right now, like how to do all this. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's more. I, I, I. Well, the thing about brewing is, no matter how long you're going to do it, it's it's one of those things where you're constantly going to learn. Like I learn something new every time I do brew beer, but I think I've like perfected my style of brewing. It's just now what I'm trying to do is perfect um, my recipes and also to try to get consistency with my recipes, being able to brew the same batch of beer every single time so that like a customer, when they see my beer, will be like, oh, you know, this is a great product and it continues to be a great product. You know, that's what I'm trying to do now is just to really perfect my recipes and to make sure everything's consistent. Um, what is, does your beer have a name or are you just like, it doesn't go by a name? Well, um, I do come up with some some funny names for it, but as for the whole entire operation, that's my biggest problem right now is I can't I can't think of a name. Um, just because when I do go to investors, I feel like they're going to want to say in the name, you know, like. So I'm leaving that open for right now, but I do have names for certain varieties of beer. Um, is there a way people can get your beer, or you just do it locally? I do do it locally. Um, I do have, you know, if you're willing to, you know, send me your address and willing to pay for, you know, shipping. I know this isn't the most legal legal way to go, but, you know, if you keep it on the hush-hush, I do deliver my beers to my friends. But people who live uh, in the California area could just look you up, right? Yeah, I mean, you just look up my information. I have my email account. People always try to contact me. Um, but right now it's more or less word of mouth, you know, friends of friends. You know, they, they really like my product, so... Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'm not. I'm not really looking to make money off of it right now. I'm just trying to get you know my name out there, another exposure. If you would consider your beer a sub music genre, what do you think would be? Hmm. Oh, dang, it's a good one. I don't know. It would just have to be a, a collaboration of all different types of things. I, I feel like I don't know. Or like alternative. Like, yeah, I'd say alternative because you know I do follow certain traditions when it comes to brewing, but I do also take my own spin on the thing. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I still have a very rock and roll attitude towards my beer, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess more on the intense side. So I guess I would say I would say my band, would, my beer would be metalcore. Oh, I see. Exper- experimental metalcore. Okay, um, that's all I have for you. For you, do you have any closing statements or plugs that you want to do? Um, well, I would say you know, um, if you are you know a, a beer connoisseur and you are looking to be adventurous in the beer world, you know, just really get out there and try as many um, styles of beer as possible. You know, really try. Like when I go out to a brewery, that's the one thing I do try to find. I want to taste something that. I've never had before. And I'm glad you made the analogy of music with beer because like for someone to say that they know everything about music, you know, they're full of shit. Like, it's impossible to know everything about music. Like, it's such a vast world and the beer world is, is equally as vast. I mean, like I said earlier, I learn things constantly every day through readings, through, you know, trial and error. Like it's just, it's one of those things. That's what I love about brewing. It's an ever learning process. And it's it's a, it's a very spiritual thing as well because it's definitely an art form. You, um, it's kind of like when you give a painter, you know, a easel and paint and a brush. You know, they, they create something. When as for me, you give me water, barley, hops, and yeast, and I can create something. You know, it's, it's it's a very I don't know spiritual thing for me. That's interesting. Um, well, uh, thanks for the interview. Thanks for taking the time. Bye. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. That was Gabe Shun, and this episode was brought to you by CarbonDog.net, the place to connect to a community. The next episode, I will interview tech specialist Paul Reese, where he'll share stories of helping people in technology. That's a wrap for the show today, and listen again.